Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 141. In the last podcast, I spoke to you about praising God. I have been a student of the life of David for the last 40 years, especially the last 25 years. I have intentionally and intensely studied the life of David. I believe that the one quality that made David the man after God's own heart that he was, was the quality of chesed. C-H-E-S-E-D, sometimes written with an H with a dot underneath it, E-S-E-D. It is used of David twice, moreover, than any other person in the Bible. David exhibited to others chesed more than anyone else twice over. And David wrote about it more than anyone else. It is that character quality that is untranslatable in any other language except Hebrew. And it is just something that you have to study over and over again to see the richness of it. It's translated 12 different ways in the King James Version of the Bible because it is just so multifaceted that you cannot put it into one word. But David experienced that, and when he understood chesed, that God had so showered it upon his life, David became the great psalmist of Israel because he learned to praise the Lord in dark times. Psalm 63 is one of those psalms that we need to read over and over again. And David, no doubt, was in the wilderness of Judah, and he was in dire straits. And he said, Oh, God. Oh, God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Now, that's a Hebrew idiom for diligence. He said he's going to stay after God. He's going to pursue God. And we can only pursue God because he pursues us. God will never let us go. And so he says, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and a thirsty land where no water is. If you've been in that Judean desert around En Gedi and you see the parched, dry, beautiful, Beautiful, yes, but dry climate that is there at the lowest point on earth at the Dead Sea. And you see the spots of greenery here and there with the fountains of water that run through that great gorge called En Gedi. And that's the place where David hid in the caves from King Saul, he and his men. You see the stark contrast of the green and the vegetation with the brown, dry, and dusty land that is around. And if you've ever been out in that wilderness as I have, and you have really gotten thirsty, you see, by the time you get thirsty, you're already on the process of dehydration, and your tongue begins to swell. And David said, I am longing for you. I am thirsting after you like someone in a dry and thirsty land. And no doubt when he was writing that, he was in that dry and thirsty land. So he said, I look for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Now, I want you to just look at verse one that we just read. 
Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Diligently will I go after you. I will stay after you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. David personally was seeking after God. That's very important. And then in verse 2, it says, So I look for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. One speaks of private worship, of private seeking. And then verse 2 speaks of the public seeking after God in public worship. And then he said, because your loving kindness, there's that word, hesed, because your loving kindness is better than life. You see, God's goodness and mercy and love and loyalty and covenant blessing and grace and all of the things that make up hesed is so good to us. David said, my lips are going to praise you because of your loving kindness. Thus will I bless you. When we bless God, we say good things about him. We eulogize him. Thus will I bless you. I will lift up my hands in your name. Now, when I was growing up, I didn't go to church very much, but when I did, I went to a church where it was either one extreme or the other. I would go to a church where they would be yelling and screaming, and the pastor was spitting, and his face was red, and his eyeballs were popped out, and he was sucking up all the oxygen in the room, and I often affectionately refer to those people as East Tennessee windsuckers because I grew up in East Tennessee. Then I went to a church that was a First Baptist church, and if you were to breathe real hard, someone would look at you, and if you said amen, everybody would look at you, and if you were to have raised your hands, you would have probably had to meet with the deacons afterwards because they would have surely thought you were charismatic. Well, thank God most Baptists are not there now, and we have been freed up, and thank God most evangelicals are not there. We have been freed up from that because, you see, the Bible tells us to say amen, and it tells us sometimes to shout amen. And it tells us to clap our hands. Clapping was not allowed in that church. It was something that was just not done because you were to be quiet and reverent. Let me just say to you, there's a time to clap your hands in Jesus' name. There's a time to raise your hands in Jesus' name. Now, let me come back to that. If there was anything that distinguished years ago in another generation those who were of the charismatic persuasion versus those who were of the Baptist tradition or of a tradition that was more calm and reverent outwardly, it would have been the raising of hands. It just wasn't done. But it is commanded by God. Over and over again, the Lord commands us to raise our hands. David certainly showed us the pattern of that. He said, I will lift up my hands into your name. Why would someone lift up their hands? Now, just picture right now someone with uplifted hands. Do you remember the war in Iraq, the Gulf War? I can remember in that first Gulf War when our troops were storming through that desert and you would have Iraqi soldiers coming out of foxholes and they would be crawling with their hands up. Yes, crawling with their hands up because everywhere in the world, raised hands and open hands and palms facing the one that they are bowing down before is a universal sign of surrender. When we raise our hands to God, it is a universal sign to say, God, we give up. No more fighting, no more war. We surrender to you. During these dark days that some of you are going through, some of these days of sorrow and confusion and anxiety, don't you think it's about time we 
just raise our hands to God and say, God, I surrender. I can't fix this. I can't make anything happen. I've tried to do something with it, and I'm just making a mess of this, and I'm going to lift my hands and surrender. That's one of the, I believe, one of the great meanings of lifted hands. God wants us to lift our hands, holy hands of surrender, holy hands of prayer and dependence, but also uplifted hands is what happens when a child comes to a father or mother and they've been hurt and perhaps they're frightened or they're scared. They'll run to mom, they'll run to dad, and they'll lift their hands. And the reason is they're wanting to be picked up and held. They're wanting to be comforted during these days of confusion, during these days of sorrow, during these days of anxiety, during these days of hurt, during these days when our hearts are uncertain about the future, don't you think it'd be good for us to just stop, maybe get on our knees, raise our heads and our hands toward heaven and say, Lord, we need your comfort. Father, Abba, we need your help. Would you pick me up and hold me because I desperately need to sense your presence in my life. Let's praise God together. Let's raise holy hands of prayer and surrender and trust in a Father who loves us more than we'll ever know. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.